When God says go, what will you do? What will I do? I know that's a big question that many of us face. The other big question we're going to be talking about with my special guest, Elizabeth Lane Thompson, right here on Your Story with Melinda, is what does being called by God mean? The answer may surprise you. We talk about, you know, what are the opportunities that God gives us and why do we not go? Why does fear and shame and worries and past sins keep us from living this life of adventure and opportunity that Jesus is offering us today? You need to stay with us because this show will inspire you, encourage you to go, to wait, to stop, or to listen to his voice. That's coming up. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. You know, I'm really excited about this topic because it's actually something that my girlfriends and I were just talking at a dinner party about because, it, and it's timely, especially for the season of life that I'm personally in, because for the next while, we're going to be talking about when God says go, <laughs> um, what exactly. do we do? How do we do it? And then what is God's call on our life? And that's a, it's big. These are big questions. They really are. <laughs> so I'm excited that we can chat about this. And you're also the author of When God Says Go, which is which is perfect. I think it's timely right now, and it's so needed. So let's start off with this, Elizabeth. Um, when God says go, I think if we're talking about sort of calling or, or when God says go, there'll be a lot of other questions, but when do you know when to go or not? But what does calling mean? Christians have heard this for a long time. We talk about it, but what does it actually mean? Like God's call on your life? Ooh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. And it's a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, sometimes we can get real caught up in what is God's exact specific call for my life. Right. And we can get really consumed with sort of analyzing our own life and how do I use my gifts and exactly which decision does God want me to make? And we can get kind of knotted up Mm -hmm. and tangled up inside over that. And one of the things that um, I think I've had to come to terms with over time is, you know, God wants me to walk in his will and walk in his ways, which he has really spelled out for us in his word. And so the more time that I can spend in his word, just sort of saying, okay, how does God call me to live my life in general? Then that helps us to make wise decisions in those daily decisions of what specifically does God want me to do about my job or about my marriage or my family or any of a thousand questions that we may have, how can I submit my life to his will and his ways the way he spelled it out in his word? Right. And, you know, I'm glad you answered it that way because I think one of the challenges that um, we've had, especially me growing up in the church, was that we were taught that calling was a very specific, grandiose, big thing to do. What happens, though, Elizabeth, is when you think that and you don't measure up or it never happens, then you feel like you've missed the call. You're not good enough for the call. You weren't worthy enough for the call because we created this thing. And what I love that you just said was actually it's like this every day. I want to talk about that more because I think my my listeners and viewers will be really encouraged by that because a lot of people I've heard – 
um, who've talked to me said, Melinda, I've really struggled with calling because I feel like I've missed it. And I've said, I don't know. (laughs) I I think that's really good. I think that's really key, especially in in light of the topic about when God says go, right? Yeah. And I I think we can, we put a lot of pressure on this idea of, I have to live my life this certain way. And one of the things that I love doing is just diving into the stories of these these people whose stories God tells in the Bible and just realizing a lot of them took very winding paths as they followed God and they didn't do it perfectly. And sometimes they were confused about how they were supposed to follow God and they they messed up Mm -hmm. and God didn't abandon them. People like Peter and Moses and and even Mary, the mother of Jesus, who they, they sometimes they weren't sure okay, what am I supposed to do next? And maybe they they faltered in their faith, and yet God still gave them second, third, fourth, fifth chances (laughs) to keep serving Him. And their lives did glorify Him. And our lives can glorify Him, even when we're a little confused and we don't know what comes next and where He's telling us to Mm go. So, and that's great. I love that because I think there is that part of, you know, every day the calling of God is you know, is to live this life of loving him, loving others, loving ourselves. You know, I think that that place, you know, reading the Bible, meeting in community, worship, like there's all those things, right? And in that, I'm hearing you say, there can be moments where God will call you to that thing, to that place, to that person, to that, that people's group, whatever. Um, but as you follow him consistently on an everyday basis. Yes. Right? And, and, you know, it's like, Every day, there are opportunities for serving God in new ways. Sometimes it it feels really big. Sometimes it feels really small and really quiet. Mm -hmm. God's call is not always glamorous. It may just be, hey, have that hard (laughs) conversation with your rebellious child. (laughs) It may be um, share share God's grace with your neighbor down the street. Mm -hmm. It may be bake a bake cookies for somebody who just had a baby and they're lonely. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes God's call is very small and it's just loving your neighbor as yourself every day. And sometimes it is a bigger thing. It's, Hey, sell your house and go, you know, serve God on the mission field. Mm -hmm. It's big and it's scary. But the point is it's, it's always ongoing Mm -hmm. and it's different. It's a little bit different every day and in different seasons of our life. You know, Elizabeth, that's great. And I think then that comes to sort of the segue into this question because I have a lot of people that ask me, and probably you, and I and I know your book answers this, but how do you know when God says go? And when <laughs> should you go? Because listen, I've done the go, I've been the stop, I've been caution, I've oh. done the go, and I was like, that was a bad mistake. I thought that was God. Then I, just, I didn't go and realized I that was God telling me to go. And I did like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> as a woman and my multitasking mind and all kinds of things. Um, so how do you make sense of that? What? Oh my goodness. You, I mean, that's well, a big I question. Think, I know. <laughs> I think that is the ultimate question. Yeah. And, and it's something that we all struggle with and, and something that I have sort of come to the more I have pondered this subject and I've read what other people have written on this and I've studied the scriptures is that, you know, I think God gives us a lot of freedom in our decision making. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he always wants us to make decisions that honor him and that are within the parameters and the guidelines that he's set up for us in his word. Yeah. But sometimes those individual decisions of do I go here or do I go here, 
sometimes there's not a clear voice and and you you know you seek godly counsel the bible the proverbs talk on and on about hey with many counselors your decisions will succeed and um don't wage war without without godly guidance if we will seek godly guidance if we will seek biblical principles as we make those decisions then we're we're better able to make wise decisions mm, that's key. and i think yep. something i've come to as well is sometimes i don't make the best decision and i go and i i wish i hadn't gone mm. <laughs> you know or i stop and i wish i had gone mm. but god's still with me it's not like he's like oh stupid decision i'm out of here right exactly he's still with us, even in the less than perfect decisions that we may make along the way. Oh, Elizabeth, I love that because I think as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, that's been the struggle. I mean, it's, you know, people have not gone anywhere because they were like, I don't know if that's God's voice. And I, a lot of times for me now, and I think right. because I was brought up in a missionary family, my dad and mom were go people, right? And I remember my dad saying one time, you know, you go. Maybe it wasn't the best decision, but we know that God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit's with you. And in a circumstance that might not have been perfect, He can make and redeem that situation. Or maybe it wasn't, and okay. You know, and so I, I feel that there's a lot of freedom. I love that you said that. There's freedom in living this life with Jesus. It's not this strict, regimented way to live in that way, right? I mean, there yeah. are rules and things, but it's it's that freedom. And I think knowing that God's Spirit's in you to help you make that that decision is amazing. It's powerful, right? It is. And I think it helps us to not feel paralyzed because right. I know there have been times when I've sort of been in this decision-making place and does God want me to go here? Does he not want me to go? And you can you can analyze it to death and just you never go anywhere. Exactly. Right. But I think having that confidence that you know what God loves me and as any parent will support their child and encourage and strengthen their child, even if they're like, ooh, I'm a little concerned about this place that you're in. You're, It's not what I would have chosen for you. I'm still your parent and I still love you and I'm still gonna try to make lemonade out of your lemons. You know, and I think that's the kind of God we serve. We see that so many times in these stories of people in the Bible who who maybe they wander for a time or they or they they have a few missteps along the way. Our greatest Bible heroes, they all have a few missteps, mm -hmm. but God is still with them. He's still faithful and he can make great things of their lives even through the mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's so encouraging to me. It is. And we have to be reminded of that because I think a lot of us, I'm gonna ask you this, don't go because of fears and other things, fears, yeah. shame. Let's talk about that because I, 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 that's discouraging. And you know, when, you know, I talk to some of my girlfriends and friends and you hear why people haven't made decisions and have actually said, I, I really believe God said that, but I can't because of, yeah. I wanna just shake them like, ah, you know? Um, <laughs> so let's talk about that. Why, what are those things that keep us back and, and why have we allowed, we just talked about, you know, the Holy Spirit's with us, but why have we allowed you know, fear and past sins and shame to hinder us from, you know, living out this full, you know, abundant life, you know, with Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's very much God has a plan for our life and Satan has a plan for our life as well. And he is constantly trying to undermine our confidence in God's love and our confidence in our ability to move forward even after mistakes and even after 
maybe a difficult past with some some wounds and some scars that are are healed but you you still see the scar mm-hmm. and i think one of the things that i'm constantly trying to remember myself is whenever i hear those voices of you know you can't move forward because of this you can't be useful to god uh, because you have this baggage or you made this mistake or you did this wrong in the past I have to find a scripture to counteract that and to say no this is the truth Satan wants me to believe this but this is what God's Word says and I'm gonna choose to believe and to follow the truth of God's words that's what Jesus did when Satan came after him in the wilderness saying you know this you know this Jesus counteracted those lies with scripture and it empowered him to overcome Satan. And I think fear and shame and regret, those are not of God. And and we need to use his word to help us move past those things. Yeah, that's really good. And I think the word and also I think what's also personally helped me, Elizabeth, has been just girlfriends and a community that have have spoken yes. over me when I couldn't, right? Like you yes. know, mentors and godly people who have said, okay, I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, Melinda, we believe in you. You may not believe in yourself, but we believe in you and you can do it. And I think there's a lot of times that's happened. And I have a great husband who does the same thing, right? He's just like, get past that. That's a lie. Go forward. Yeah. And I think that's, that's key too. You know, Elizabeth, personally, you know, you've written this book, When God Says Go. So it has to have come out of something personally uh, that you've experienced or your ongoing journey of your faith with God. Um, talk to me about, you know, a story situation or why you wrote this book. Obviously, there was a need to write it out of experience. What has happened in your own life, in your own story um, that brought you to this place? Oh, goodness. I, I feel like there have been so many different times in my life when God has sort of pushed me out of my comfort zone and said, okay, time to go. I know you're happy and comfortable here. Um, so we're going to change this up a bit. I've moved a lot in my life. And I do think that God has often used used physical relocation <laughs> to shape my character and to change things in me. Um, six Six years ago, we moved to a new city. Uh, with three small children. Uh, I was pregnant. Uh, we had just recently gone through a miscarriage, and we mm. so we moved to this new city to plant a church. Scariest thing we have ever done. Yeah. And uh, there were so many times when it just, it was difficult. You know, you picture like, I'm starting a new church. It's so exciting. <laughs> it's going to photograph so well on social media. And everybody's going to love me, and it's just going to be so great. Yes, it's just I'm doing the will of God, but sometimes doing the will of God is lonely. Yes. And you're you're just you're not sure if you're good at it. And you're like, did I did we do the right thing? You know, we had so much self-doubt and 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 it was just a hard time. We had left a lot of people that we loved to do this new scary thing and mm. that was one of the biggest times when God said go somewhere. And I got there and I was like, are you sure, God? Really, really? And I had to grow a lot um, emotionally and in my faith just to kind of rise to meet that challenge and to be at peace and be joyful in in what was often just a difficult circumstance. Hmm. You know, that's a lot of us, right? I mean, I've moved, I mean, even when I was young, we moved from Asia to Canada 
um, you know, even just moving to a new neighborhood, a new yeah. school, a new job, a new vocation, like all of those things. And I think that's the times where we really need to dig in. And like you yeah. said, like uh, scripture promises in, in, you know, the Bible that God says, that, you know, he'll never leave you or forsake you. All those kinds of things yes. really help. But I think that, you know, especially as a woman and, and when I look back at my life, you know, there are moments of regret where I, I knew and I wish I had gone. I, I wish I had done because I, I, I can actually pinpoint some moments, Elizabeth, in my life. Sure. Um, but now as, as I'm in this new season, I'm, I feel a lot more courageous. And maybe it's because, you know, in your 20s and 30s, you know, you're more like, ah, or, or maybe you're the other way. But I think now in the stage I'm in now, I have a lot more sense of courage and, and comfort in who I am and confidence in who I am that I, I am discerning of yes and no, go or stop. You know what I mean? That's like good. Like this new season, I, I really do. And, I, and I'm thankful for that. But it's not to say that there's not moments where I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I should do that, but that's going to cost me and there's a comfort thing and there could be a financial thing. Um, right. Again, discerning what God is asking us to do. Um, when that happens you know, what would be the sort of some first steps or some, some takeaways on, on what you should do? So you're, you're confronted with, you know, maybe it's a small thing or maybe it's a big decision. Right. What would you say the first thing someone should do and kind of sort of steps until, you know, you make that decision, right? Because some, some decisions you can't yeah. just quickly do. There's right. some, some thoughts about it and some steps. Right, right. You know, I usually, um, I, I think going to God's word is always the first thing and then going to God in prayer, you know, and, and, and those you usually do at the same time. Your, your prayer is where you speak to God and, and his word is where he speaks back to you and, and says, here are my thoughts in general on how I want you to live your life. Here's how I feel about you. Um, I think setting aside those times for prayer and fasting and decision-making is such mm -hmm. a biblical model. We see Jesus doing that before he called the 12 mm -hmm. to him, spending a night on the mountain in prayer. We see the early church doing that often, just setting aside a season of prayer and fasting and saying, okay, God, we're about to make this next big step. We want you with us and we want your guidance. Yeah. And then obviously just inviting godly counsel like you talked about having those friends who will speak the truth and who will say um you know here's what i think you need to keep in mind spiritually mm -hmm. and and here are some scriptures that i think apply to this situation all of those are invaluable in really seeking direction for your life i love that so it's the scripture then prayer and then godly counsel yep one two three yep. that's great and i think then and also when you said like in the small things you know as a follower of Jesus, when you've said, I'm going to follow Jesus, you know, the little things, like what you said, like, you know, go and, and extend grace to your neighbor or have that hard talk with your rebellious kid. I mean, those are things that I think out of the relationship with Jesus, that yeah. would come naturally. I think that's that's the thing I'm learning, Elizabeth, in my journey. Like at first, when I started and, and tried to understand my faith in Jesus, it was like I felt like there I always had to stop and wait and in the sense of like waiting for what I should do. Right. Um, then as I went along, I realized, wait a second, you go and you, and you right. listen to the Holy Spirit and he will direct you. And, and then you make those decisions. And, and that, to me, has been a way better way to live. 
It is. It is. You you know, instead of just sort of sitting around insecure and unsure, it's going, I think, in the confidence that, you know what, God's going to be with me. Yeah. And if I need to be redirected, he will. But he's... God is with me wherever I set my foot. His His spirit goes with me and, and it guides me and it counsels me and it gives me strength and it gives me courage and wisdom for what to say and what not to say. Yes, yeah. God wants us to live confidently. Yeah. You know, I, the scripture says we, we do not have a, a spirit of fear, but a spirit of confidence. Mm -hmm. I love that. Your book, When God Says Go, what's your hope for readers of this? You know, when, when they read and they yeah. pick it up, I, I, and I know that it's like it can be like a, like a Bible study for a small group. Yeah. Um, what's your hope as people read this book? I really hope that this book strengthens and encourages people who are going through times of change and insecurity and difficulty in their life. Um, one of the things that I've told people is, you know, if, if hard things in life make you, make you want to uh, lie on the floor in a puddle of tears, then yeah. this book is for you. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. If, if, <laughs> if, if scary things make you want to go run, hide under the covers, this book is for you. It's, it's, it's to give us strength for those times when we typically will feel paralyzed and insecure and maybe real emotional. Mm -hmm. um, I hope it gives us strength and a sense that God is with us and we can go forth boldly and confidently just in his presence. Yeah, and it's worth it. I think in the book too, it's, you know, you talk about um, for, for us, it's like we look at the go as the challenge and the cost. Like we look mm. at it, the negative, but you reframe to say, actually, you know, no, um, this, this actually is an opportunity for our own growth and for opportunity um, to connect with others and do something we didn't, we might not even have imagined was possible in our own life. I like that because yeah. we look at it that way, cost and challenge versus the other as opportunity, right? Right. I, I think I'm someone who tends to, I'm sort of a, a thinker and an overanalyzer. Mm -hmm. So anytime there's something difficult in my life. My husband. I'm, Hi, I'm Chris. Gonna, listen to Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit there and I'm going to, you know, make my pros and cons list. Yes. And I'm really going to count the cost. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's kind of like when you take the leap of, of, of getting married. And if you sit there and you, you, sort of list out, oh, well, I'm going to have to do this many loads of laundry and have this many <laughs> conflict resolution conversations, the marriage becomes really overwhelming and not right. very much fun. But if you're thinking, this is the my favorite person and I love them the most and I get to spend the rest of my life with them, if we can reframe the decision, mm -hmm. any decision we have to make for God in that way and saying, I love God. Life with God is an adventure. He's totally trustworthy. He will always catch me when I jump into the deep end and I want to spend the rest of my life swimming in the deep end with him. Then, then, you know, it's an exciting thing right. and it's, we go into it confidently and not just analyzing all the costs and the difficulties. Yeah. I love that. And I love too, as, as we end the show here, that one of your favorite things, cause this is talking about process and what you're saying here in your book, it's one of your favorite things about being a Christian is that we get to change. Right. Yeah. We don't stay in that, you know, yeah. in that place of, you know, fear and shame and, and regret. But as Christians, we get to change. Let's yeah. end the show with that, Elizabeth, because I think that is such an encouragement for people that feel stuck, 
that are that struggle to go um, mm-hmm. that are that are not discerning that yeah are just in life like oh I, I think there's more to life but I, I just am not experiencing it right. what do you mean we get to change and how exciting that is oh it's so exciting it's one of my favorite things about being a Christian because I'm I'm hard on myself and mm-hmm. I tend to get real mad at myself when I make a mistake and just disappointed in myself and I can get just real stuck in that but with God we never have to stay stuck he's so gracious and so kind and and he can help us move past he can help us I mean the Bible talks about as far as the east is from the west so far as he removed our transgressions from us as high as the heavens are the earth so high great is his love for us that's extensive mm-hmm. grace. Yeah, <laughs> it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And and he is always willing to help us move forward. Um, he's always willing to help us push to the na- that next thing and not stay. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't like who you've been this past year. You don't have to stay there. You can be someone different. You can be someone more glorifying to God. That's such a liberating thing. It is. And that's encouraging because that is, you know, the Christian walk, the journey. I mean, you can't stay the same person you know, yeah. and not grown. If you are, then there's some <laughs> there's some issues there, some challenges because <laughs> right. you know, life with Jesus is about growth and change, right? It, it, you you have to from it a is. child to an adult. It's you know it's the same thing, and so that is so encouraging. Elizabeth Lang Thompson, author of When God Says Go. Where can you pick up the book? Where can we get more information about you? Uh, the book is available really anywhere. Books are sold at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, christianbook.com. Uh, there's an audio book. Uh, my website is lizzylife.com. I talk That's a lot great. there about just clinging to Christ in, in the chaos of daily life mm-hmm. because my life in particular seems to be <laughs> especially chaotic and I need Jesus. <laughs> so you can kind of follow me there and um, and find out more about the book and the free discussion guide for small groups is there. Yeah, so. I like that. And I like that because I think, you know, even if you just have, you know, a few girls or, you know, you can work at this with the family, whatever it is, I think this is a great discussion um, to start even with younger kids about how we begin to change our mind to this, right? Like um, not being afraid, being courageous, knowing that he's going to take us on a change and it's an exciting adventure, swimming in the deep end. Um, But thank you for these words. Thank you for reminding us about what that means, um, calling on our life in the everyday, when God says go, that he equips you and gives you a spirit to help you and that it's worth it right? That we don't look at just the challenges and costs, but the amazing opportunity and venture that he'll take us on. Amazing. Yeah. Elizabeth, thank you so much for writing thank this. You. And thank you for coming on the show. I loved having you. you. And next time you're up in the Toronto area, make sure you come and visit, okay? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking yeah. about this with you today. Me too. And now we're just going to go and change the world and make a difference. Ready, set, go. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So what did you think of our story this week? Let me know in the comments below or by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find all our past episodes online at faithstrongtoday.com slash your story.